Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. This Truth Talk is called Dark Matter and Dark Energy. Dark Matter? Why does it matter? Well, due to the strange, obscure nature of the subject, I think I need to explain right up front where I'm going with this Truth Talk. Cosmologists, astronomers, and physicists are forever seeking God in the very small or the very old. Of course, they would not call their quest an attempt to find God, but they would probably concede that they are searching for the origins of physical reality. For most spiritual people, this quest would equate to a clumsy search for God, because He alone is the source of reality. Now, the essential difference between the scientific and the spiritual approach to the quest is that scientists use only physical and natural methods, while spiritual people employ metaphysical and supernatural means of encountering God. A current example of the scientific research for reality in the news recently is the hunt to find and define dark matter and dark energy. So, in this talk, I want to state and support my view that God will not be found in the belly of, say, the Large Hadron Collider, nor in the lens of the James Webb Space Telescope. However, he will be found by anyone who seeks for him spiritually and not materially. Jeremiah 29, 13-19, the prophet quotes God as saying, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Right, so what are dark matter and dark energies? What are they? Well, dark matter is a hypothetical form of matter that astrophysicists think makes up about 85% of all the matter in the universe. It's invisible, and all forms of light seem to pass through it as though it's completely transparent. However, it, it does seem to have mass, they say. Dark energy, on the other hand, is an unknown form of energy, a mysterious force causing the accelerating expansion of our universe. So, dark matter is the name ascribed to the invisible and undetectable matter making up the bulk of the known universe. And dark energy is the mysterious power that causes matter to move apart in all directions. Say what? Yes, indeed. They constitute the unknown, unseen, inexplicable stuff that makes up the bulk of the physical creation and the energy that animates it. They are essential parts of a grand hypothetical model of reality. Now, I'm not a fan of hypothetical scientific models. For decades, scientists were convinced that everything in the universe originates in a big bang that occurred sometime back when time was not time yet. And then a new theory emerged called the steady-state model, which holds that the universe has no beginning or end, but remains much the same throughout time. So Fred Hoyle said that the Big Bang Theory, quote, is an irrational process that cannot be described in scientific terms, nor challenged by an appeal to observation. Big Bang, or steady-state, but guess what? Now there's a new theory. It's called black hole cosmology. Yeah, I kid you not. Black hole cosmology. This is a cosmological model in which the observable universe is thought to be the interior 
of a black hole. Oh, my, my, my. So we're inside a, a, a big hole, big black hole. Well, I'm confused. How about you? But wait, as those cheesy adverts says, there's more. The other day I read an article on how researchers are adapting the Large Hadron Collider under the Alps to detect dark matter. Now, the Collider is the world's biggest machine spanning a 27-kilometer circuit, and it's used to smash subatomic particles together at close to the speed of light. They kind of wham these atoms together in the hope that it will fragment off into these tiny little inexplicably small bits. The result of this is the production of for a minute of a second about, of subatomic particles called bosons, quarks, leptons, and you know what, even one called the God particle, which is a boson they think might have caused the Big Bang. How about that? The idea now is that if they can make a magnifying lens strong enough and attach it to the Hadron Collider, then particles of dark matter will suddenly become observable. I actually saw a photograph of this. This, wow, huge big sort of disc-shaped thing, which they attach to the collider, which they say magnifies to the order of millionths. You know, binoculars times 24, this baby times 2 million. Wow. Now, if dark matter is the original ingredient of physical reality, then another scientific endeavor would be to hunt down its origin, right? Enter, drumroll, the James Webb Space Telescope. Now, this strangely flower-like apparatus allows astronomers and others to see into the primordial past of the universe. It acts as a sort of reverse-only time machine. <laughs> Let me try and explain this as best as I, a totally non-scientist, can. See, light takes a defined time to reach us from anywhere in the universe. And so what we see of any star, or planet, or whatever, is what it looked like in the past, not what it looks like now. The Hubble Telescope and the James Webb Space Telescope have allowed us to see distant stars. These distant stars emitted the light we now see a very, very long time ago. So the idea is that if we can look back in time far enough, we will eventually be able to witness the Big Bang itself. Another drum roll. Now, what, what would this actually achieve? It would, I suppose, prove, in inverted commas, that our universe started with a mighty explosion of energy, the Big Bang. Unless we actually are living in the inside of a black hole. And unless the steady state theory was right all along. Hmm. What it definitely will not find is God. You see, he's beyond time, space, and even the spiritual realm. And as I've said, he's only perceived by those to whom he reveals himself. So then, best we turn to him for a revelation of origins and creation principles, right? Now let's look at God's explanation then. Well, God particle be damned. My faith is based on what God himself has revealed and not on what physicists dream up. The biblical revelation is as follows. 1. God said, Let there be light. Let there be matter. Let there be life. Genesis 1. 1. He said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. And through Him, note this well, 
All things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That's John 1, verses 1 through 4. And then third statement. He, that's Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now here, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Not dark energy. In him all things hold together. Colossians 1, 15 through 17. God is spirit, not matter. And he's certainly not dark matter. And his spiritual power is the energy that creates and holds all things in heaven and on earth together. Humans cannot find God unless he reveals himself to them. He says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. <laughs> then I'll be found by you. Scientists of any discipline cannot find God, for he alone is immortal, and he lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, and to him be honor and might forever. Amen. That's 1 Timothy 6.16. I used to think that science could at least discover how God does things. Not, you know, not why, but how. But I can see that this is actually quite a limited way of thinking. We, we can discover, you see, measure and record some of the ways in which God works, but not all. Because he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 9. Now, I've said this many times, but it's worth repeating. We are three-dimensional creatures living within the fourth dimension of time. But the spiritual and heavenly realms are multidimensional and timeless. How then can we comprehend let alone scientifically evaluate that which is spiritual. Now, despite the tone of what I've been saying, I'm not anti-science at all, and I certainly am not opposed to scientists. They are potentially important in helping us to live better while we are in this physical realm. And I use the word potential because not all scientific advancement is actually beneficial to progress. You know, some of the results of scientific endeavor do more harm than good, right? Enter, atomic bomb, weaponized AI, designer drugs, etc., etc. But I don't feel that science opposes theology, because I regard them as a parallel pursuits. The one seeks to explain how things work at a physical level, and the other tries to understand whatever spiritual revelation God has granted us. As a result, more scientists than one might imagine are actually at least religious people, many of them are devout followers of Jesus. Okay, so in conclusion, where am I going with all this? Well, it's to remind us all in this very technical and post-enlightenment world that God is the source of all matter, energy, and life. That he is the personal creator of all that is. And that he has revealed himself to us both through his written word and Jesus Christ, his self-manifested living word. Now, science is useful to a point, 
But it's no substitute for spiritual reality or spiritual endeavors. The Big Bang did not give birth to the universe. God did. I'll say that again. No scientific theory gave birth to the universe, but God did. Dark matter and dark energy are feeble imaginary substitutes for spiritual power and substance. Telescopes and hadron accelerators can only reveal what is already there, and they do not create anything other than hypotheses and wildly imaginative models of reality. There is a reality greater than the material, and that is the spiritual reality. And there is a prime reality beyond even that, and that is God Almighty Himself. And we find Him and His ways, not through technology or science, but through His self-revelation. The Bible provides us with much, but God ultimately self-reveals. And through His self-revelation, it's through and in Jesus Christ. I'll say that again too. The Bible provides us with much, but God's ultimate self-revelation is in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. He and He alone is the image of the invisible God, and He is all the fullness of the deity in bodily form. Colossians 1.15 and Colossians 2.9 I hope that's given you something to think about. I don't know about you. I like to think about these things. I'm actually rather interested in science. always have been. I'm not a scientist, and I'm not anti it, and it interests me. But what interests me more is what has God revealed to us. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pebler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth 